Last week, we started uh, a discussion on five reasons why relationships fail. I'm going to continue on the last three reasons today, and uh, we're also going to take uh, a lot of questions and uh, shed light on this topic further in another segment. Stay with me, and I'll be right back. So another reason why relationships fail is uh, what I would call lack of genuine friendship. No genuine friendship. When there's no friendship in a relationship, the relationship is bound to fail. Whether it's just uh, a dating relationship or a marital relationship, uh, the foundation of every relationship uh, that will last is friendship. Lack of friendship, uh, we, 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 we generate, you know, lack of respect for each other, lack of mutual respect. Uh, there will be, you know, no real love in that relationship because the foundation for real love is to see someone, not just as a partner, but as a friend. So the foundation for every thriving relationship is actually friendship. Friendship will enable open communication, for instance. We all know that communication is at the heart of any relationship. For a relationship to thrive, there has to be open communication, what we call open communication. Uh, we have to strive to understand our individual differences, background differences, preferences, personality differences, you know, what, what, what differences we have in terms of aspiration. Now, I have friends, friends of the same gender, uh, that if you wake me up, you know, early in the morning and ask me what's most important to Ade, assuming that my friend's name is Ade, I will be able to tell you that one of the most important things to Ade is, is work. Or one of the most important things to Ade is music. Now, it's because I've known Ade for a number of years, and in our friendship, we have engaged in open communication. Uh, there has not been any, you know, cover-ups or are they trying uh, to, to, to mask things around me? Our friendship has, you know, been a very open one. When you have a, a very open relationship, open friendship with someone, and you can talk to each other freely, it, it has a way of strengthening the bond in that relationship. So lack of investment in real friendship uh, will, will lead to over-focusing on my own need in a relationship. The moment you have, uh, you, you over-focus on your own needs, selfishness will step in. That's why people complain in relationships. Why are you always thinking about yourself? Why are you always talking about yourself? Is it only about you? You know, when you have a real friend, you anticipate the needs of your friends so that you can play a part at meeting those needs. And that's what makes relationships interesting. That's why I would think that you know, this relationship is symbiotic and is not uh, uh, parasitic, as, it, uh, 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 you know, as the case may be. So I, I, I want you to understand something. If you want your relationship to last, if you want your marriage to last, focus on building friendship. Now, some people have the privilege, for instance, married people, have the privilege of having known someone for a long time. So they have built some measure of friendship. So they will say, I'm marrying my friend. For instance, I only barely knew my wife for, you know, 18 months, two years, when we were already talking about getting married. And somebody will say, oh, two years is enough to build friendship. When we got to know each other, we weren't focused on seriously building friendship. So 
We had to start to build friendship in marriage. After five years of marriage, we came to terms with the fact that we're not really friends. And then we made a commitment to start building some measure of friendship. So whether you're fortunate to have been able to marry or you're dating your friend, somebody you have known for a long time and have built friendship, or it's just somebody you just got to know not too long ago. The responsibility for building friendship uh, will always be there. And you have to take it. You have to show responsibility. You have to deliberately spend time together. You have to deliberately uh, uh, cultivate your friendship in openness, being accountable to each other. And that's the only way uh, that your relationship can last uh, and your relationship can keep getting stronger. So make a commitment to build friendship and your relationship will last longer. Another reason why relationships fail, uh, which has become very pervasive today and is very important, is financial issues. Now we live in a world where uh, people are hustling to, to live a good life. And everyone wants to get whatever they can get, you know, can, you know, whatever they, they have gotten and just sit on the can. So we see a lot of selfishness around us today, especially when it comes to finances. Around the world, uh, the, 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 the financial situation in many countries have not improved over a number of years. So people have become, uh, you know, very stingy in their approach to finances. And when we get into relationships, we are always watching our backs as regards finances. Even in marriage, some people create boundaries when it comes to finances. Now, for a marriage or any kind of relationship to last, we have to make up our minds to practice oneness, partnership, oneness, and openness in our financial dealings. So building our finances together then becomes a must. Understanding the money personality of your spouse or your mate or your partner is also very important. You know, there are different money personalities. There's the spender, there's the saver, uh, you know, uh, there is the investor, uh, there, there, you know, there, there is the spendthrift, all kinds of money personalities. Uh, where there are tests you can take online to understand your own money personality. When I started to get the money personality of my wife, I developed more confidence at allowing her uh, to manage the finances of her family. Apart from the fact that she studied uh, uh, finance in school, she's an economist by training, uh, I also saw that she's very prudent. We took a test together, we understood uh, you know, the, the, the financial personality of each other, and based on that, we were able to work on more openness. You know, marriage is about naked and not ashamed. But some people would rather be naked physically and enjoy sexual intimacy and all that, but not be naked financially. The big question is, are you naked financially in that relationship? Uh, you've been dating that guy for a year now. Does the guy even know what you earn? Do you know what he earns? Those are the issues. If you want to build a relationship that will last, get into marriage, and the marriage will also last, and your marriage will not become another statistic of a failed marriage, then you need to make up your mind to practice oneness financially. So planning our financial future together is another very important thing. Uh, when I started to engage in planning my financial future with my wife, uh, we, 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 we saw that that started to uh, increase the bond that we have. 
uh, we'll plan how we're going to invest, we'll plan the next big project we're going to do, and then uh, I know what she has and what I have. Ours is a double income household. So we put the two together and we say, this is what we're going to do next. Now, I must say this, that in certain situations, you find out that we're dealing with bad money habits. Somebody, you know, uh, uh, is not able to manage the, the money well. Somebody who has always been indebted or just has bad mo money management habits, uh, buying more than you can afford or, you know, getting under peer pressure to, to, to go beyond your means. All this will lead to bad financial issues that can ruin a marriage. What am I saying? If you really want your marriage to last, you need to deal with your bad money habits and tell yourself, this marriage is important, and because of this marriage or this relationship, I will slow down financially, get some financial education, uh, get some counseling, and uh, for the sake of my marriage and for the sake of our future together, I will become more prudent. Refusing to compete with one another is another very important thing. People in relationships tend to compete with one another, especially when they are not emotionally mature. One of the areas where we compete with each other is in the area of income or money. So rather than becoming collaborators, we become competitors. I see we're on different teams when it comes to our financial life. There's no point competing financially. We're supposed to collaborate financially. If you want your marriage to last, if you want your relationship to last, you must choose to collaborate financially rather than competing with each other financially. The last reason uh, uh, that I want to put forward why relationships and marriages fail is third-party interference. Now, uh, the book, in the book of the beginning, uh, a book of Genesis, we call the book of the beginnings, uh, in Genesis 2 and 24, you know what the scripture says. It says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined or cleave uh, to his own wife. Now, that uh, 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 that scripture there speaks a lot to the need to prioritize your relationship when you get into a relationship. Now, let me explain. If you're single, ask yourself the question, if I want to get into a relationship, where do I want to put this relationship in my priority? The moment you cannot prioritize your relationship over and above other friendships that you have, you are already doing badly in your journey towards marriage. Because it then means that when you get married, you will not be able to prioritize your marriage over and above other important relationships in your life. How do I mean? When the scripture says, a man shall leave father and mother, the assumption there is that the father and mother relationship, a parental relationship, the ones who nursed you and nurtured you while you are young and give you, you know, everything that you can boast of today, that relationship is supposed to be the most important relationship in your life, especially if you, you actually came from a very good family where you have gotten enough attention. Now, the Bible is saying that you should prioritize that, this marriage, if you are married, over and above that parental relationship. Not that you are cut off from your parents, but that your spouse, if you are married, is more important in the scheme of things than your parent. So deal with third-party issues, in-laws, friends, 
past entanglements. You know that one. It, it, it caught fire uh, uh, you know, a while ago on social media. Entanglement. Many people have been in relationships before now. And the problem is that they did not finish in that relationship. They were unfinished businesses. And then you get into another relationship and somebody's calling you to come and finish what you did not finish. And it puts pressure on this relationship that's not supposed to be more meaningful and more progressive. Now, this is, this is what I want to say to you if you're single and you've been in other relationships. Please, end relationships properly such that you can move on properly. There is what I choose to call necessary ending that precedes new beginnings. Many people want a new beginning without necessary ending. The moment you have unfinished businesses in other relationships, you are already creating a problem for the new relationship you are getting into. There will be third party interference. Some people are going through what I call overparenting. In, in, in developed climes, when you are 18, you become a free moral agent. You can take your own decisions and all that. The truth is that whatever a parent did not do till a child gets to the age of 18 and is recognized as an adult, uh, leave it in the hand of God. As parents, we cannot afford to follow our children into marriage. We're supposed to prepare them for it. And the moment they get into it or get into the age where they can get into a relationship, we back down. We only sit in the seat of counselors, advisors, and mentors. No longer instructors because we can't always tell them what to do. If not, we jeopardize their chances at succeeding in relationships. So prioritize your partner over and above any other human relationship if you're married. If you're dating, if you're in a single you know, courtship relationship, prioritize your partner above the other general friendships. Give attention. Use that to practice how you are going to give utmost attention to the person that's going to become your spouse. Focused attention is very, very important. Heal before you deal. If not, you will have unfinished businesses. When you have unfinished businesses, people uh, tend to exaggerate it and call it uh, soul ties. I need you to understand something. Soul ties is unfinished business that you allow to grow bigger and it becomes larger than life. When you now start to compare the person you are with right now with the person you used to be with. And then before you know it, uh, a lot of issues on your mind that position the other person as if you can't do without them. When you are indebted to them, maybe emotionally or financially, and they can come back to use that against you. When you feel you still hold somebody emotionally, yeah, or you hold somebody financially, I don't want to go into the details of it, but you know so, such situations where somebody feels that you are holding them because you did something that hurt them emotionally and you did not resolve it and you want to get into another relationship. Or you are holding somebody, cash, money. Or you are holding somebody's material possession and you think you can just move on to another relationship, go and give back to Caesar what belongs to Caesar so you can give to the new person what belongs to the new person. Switch so to continue with a time of question and answer, and I want to encourage you not to go away. Please stay with us. Uh, we're going to be answering all the questions that you have sent before now, and it promises to be a very engaging session that will transform your relational life. Please stay with us. Mm -hmm.